Hey everybody, this is Krista and Angel and we're coming to you live from Special Kind of Chaos. <laughs> I can't remember my name right now, but I'm glad I got that out. Well, okay, so <laughs> here's the deal. I know that I we make light of a lot of things that we talk about, um, but uh, today's probably not going to be quite as light. Well, I mean, we'll laugh because that's what we do, but, but I think that the topic's kind of a, kind of a serious topic. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people haven't heard from us for a couple of weeks now, and I want to share why. Uh, but before you share, because this will kind of come back to you in a second, I uh, want to kind of set the stage a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's see. The last time we saw each other, we recorded on a Friday, and we did our episode, and we released it, and it was great, and we went home, did our own thing. Sometime, I think it was like somewhere around, like, let me just check really quick. I think it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. On oh, Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday. It was like 12, 18 on Saturday. You sent me a text. <laughs> so I'm outside gardening and I open this text and let me just kind of share with everybody what I saw. I believe the text said, I have our next episode, <laughs> but here's what I saw. So you sent me this picture and, um, you're, you've got a big smile on your face. Um, a drug smile. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a mask on, but you've kind of pulled it up on top of your head. Your hair is pulled up into a ponytail, kind of like a messy ponytail. Yes, the bun and run. Yeah. You appear to be wearing a neck brace. Mm -hmm. you're, you're giving me a thumbs up. But your thumb is in a splint of some sort, <laughs> and you appear to be in a hospital bed. And I was like, oh, my God, what in the hell is going on? So I immediately called you. And I was like, oh, my God, Angel, what happened? And yeah. so what happened? Well, that was a great, great time. Um, now, that picture, I just have to say, right? I, I, the collar was actually quite nice because it jacked my neck up so you couldn't see all my chins. So I was really kind of like contemplating whether or not I should make it a regular part of my wardrobe. Um, but you're accessorized. I'm going to yes, accessorize with a neck brace yes. today because it hides my chin. It actually was quite nice because it's like this big old dome I carry around is heavy. <laughs> Um, you know, oh, I don't have to hold up my yeah, head today. Exactly. The heck, please, nine pounds. <laughs> yeah, so um, Saturday morning. So, so I really can't be alone with my child. He is a man child. So he's a big dude. He's 13 and what, 6'1", I think now, and like 230. And so, but he has intellectual disability and severe autism. So he's like, what? Cognitively at a three-year-old. Um, and so I'm really not supposed to be by myself because I've had so many injuries. Well, it's not that you can't, like he's your child, but he's physically overpowers you now. Like you physically can't yes. like help him the way he needs help sometimes because you're little and he's big so it's oh it's not God, because that is you the know nicest yeah. thing you've ever said to me 
<laughs> I'm little. Did you hear that, everybody? You're little. I'm little. Um, yes. So, you know, there's always, there's, it's either my son is around, my husband, my brother-in-law, someone that can help in the um, circumstance in which he gets really aggressive because he does target me and you know then i'm kind of running around the house and and it's counterproductive so um my husband you know i let sleep in and usually we leave the door open upstairs so he can hear me um but my brother-in-law was out the back door our slider we're downstairs and we have like a tri-level home and um and so we're down. So he's outside the door. The door's closed. And locked. And locked. You're on the inside. Yes. He's on the outside. So he's looking at me. Right. Watching this unfold. And, you know, Ben is pretty um, agitated. And I can't remember what he did. But I told, this is so my fault. And that I got irritated and smacked his little hiney. And that was bad news and he just started getting very upset because you know it hurts his feelings like yeah. he gets very emotional when mommy gets upset like that right and it wasn't like literally it wasn't you know yeah. anything but getting his attention and I definitely did so he turned to like you know hit me and I turned my body to go run away and he pushed me from behind. I fell face first into um, the ground, right? Like just before the, what do you call it? Corner of our, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like so close, but I went face first right on my nose and felt my neck snap. And so I literally just stayed screaming um, and just held myself still. And my brother-in-law jumped up as he saw Ben getting anxious or, you know, agitated, went to open the door. Of course, it's locked. So now he's got to run around to the other door. So by the time he got there, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I am down on the ground. So, um, my husband comes running downstairs and I am just hysterical at this point because I know my nose is broken. I'm, you know, sure my, my, I just snapped my neck. Um, and so, you know, we had to call paramedics, paramedics and everybody. And then Ben is just ping pong, you know, bing, 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 bing all around the house. And, um, yeah, so taken by ambulance to get checked out. And so thankfully, um, the neck was okay. Um, but you know, I, they said, you know, you most likely broke your nose. There's no way to really check. It's not like it was off to the side, but this honker, I don't need to get any bigger. <laughs> so that was, um, your not. nose is not big. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's down at the bottom, um, right mm -hmm. at the lip that it's still really sore and as well, like bridge. Yeah. The bridge. And so, um, 
but again, and she said, you, you know, you probably have a concussion, um, which is what, I don't know, nine, 10 now. And, um, 10 concussions. Yes. Oh probably goodness. at least six, but from my baby. Oh my goodness. And so, um, so you get to the hospital and did they run tests? Like, did they, were they, they worried about a, your neck? Yeah. They did a CAT scan. Yeah. And so thankfully, um, just muscular and, and whatnot with the neck. So what is that? Whiplash. Oh yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and then your hand was, so did you think you broke your thumb or? So it was a sprain. Um, so the night before it was just sore, right? Like, I don't know if it was typing or, or whatnot, but, but my wrist was sore. And of course, as soon as you point that out to your child <laughs> yeah they pick <laughs> so they pick that oh yeah. that's your weak point yeah okay <laughs> so he had just kind of yanked on it and of course then i fall on yeah i mean you it. fell forward and you yeah. put your hand out because you were going to protect yourself no, i did not get my you, hands up so how did you i went you felt on it first mm -hmm. yes and my hand was down i couldn't get my hands up Oh. It happened so fast. And so I literally had my hands down it, you know, by my side and, and like then, you're doing a push up. It's yes. like down here. Yes. And then you kind of land on your thumb. Yes. Oh my goodness. And, and then yes, the, the bulk of, of it was my face. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. Good times. I'm sorry. My, my poor baby too. Like he, you know, he doesn't understand and sorry. Right. And, you know, doesn't want mama to leave. And, and so. So when the paramedics came and everybody, there was a flurry of action happening. What was Ben doing? Do you remember? Running around. Like the overstimulation of yeah. the event now. Yeah. And you can hear him saying, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry, mom. Sorry. So, I know it was. How did you feel in that moment? Do you remember? Crushed. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, there's nothing like being hurt like that from your baby. And, you know, you're feeling guilty. Yeah. You know, I mean, all those kind of feelings are coming up and, and it was just it was scary and you know of course the more attention that's brought to it um all those feelings like they're gonna take my baby away you know and i've grown to understand that you know they're not going to <clears throat> but but the fear is there always the fear is there so um one of the things that i've always heard is the um not always actually i would say the first time i heard it was what five years ago maybe the severe autism left in the dark mm. have you heard that mm -mm. so there's a autism in general has, is a spectrum of different ranges technically uh there's three levels according to the dsm there's mm -hmm. level one there's level two there's level three and level three is typically associated with autism and left in the dark. And the reason why is 
if you're at a level three, you usually have intellectual disability. You usually have severe behaviors. You're also non, they're nonverbal. And those two things go together. So the more, <clears throat> the more not like they're nonverbal, so they can't communicate their needs, which also creates more frustration, which then leads to behaviors. And then of course, aggression. And as you're dealing with puberty and as you're dealing with even adulthood, yeah, boys or girls, there's a level of aggression that comes into play. And so there's this population of, of, um, autistic people that fall in this, this category that people don't know about. Yes. They're left in the dark. So they're, they're the ones that are not out there advocating for themselves. That's usually like a higher functioning autistic person. Um, and then they're also usually the par the parents that fall into this, the caretaker role of the level three severe autism. They're left in the dark. Those parents are usually in the trenches often in a way that m most people don't realize. Number one, they're most often prisoners in their own yes. homes. Yes. And number two, like you just said, they don't talk about it because of the fear of the repercussion of what it would mean if somebody knew how bad it might look or um, the, the struggle and how, you know, it, it can be really serious, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so when you said that um, in the dark, here I am thinking it's a book, it's a, you mm -hmm. know, no, that's my life, right? right? That's absolutely. And, and they're I kind of call it like the black hole, right? Mm -hmm. The, the underground, the underground, mm -hmm. there are, there are special needs parents that are living in an underground society in a sense yeah. that nobody knows about and nobody talks about. And once in a while you can find those parents that share their story, but it's usually scary and sad. Well, and it's like, I, I kind of relate it to domestic violence, right? Mm -hmm. And that there's this cycle and with that is guilt and the honeymoon stage and, and it's the same thing. And, um, you know, this is, this is my baby and I am embarrassed that, that he hurts me. I'm embarrassed that I can't handle that's probably the worst thing is to know that you're not enough for your child. Right. That, oh, it's just a killer. Right. I, right. you're, you're mom. the mom. <laughs> yeah. you know, our <laughs> job mom. is to take care of our babies right. and to help them get mm. to whatever that lifeline is for them. Right. So when we reach a point where it's, it takes more than us. Honestly, it takes a team, right? It takes a team. Whether me. it's just the team in the home or it's the outsiders that have to come in and help also, like it takes a team and resources are usually also super hard for this population because yeah. most of the supports that are in place are for a different, like the level one, level two autism, not level three, because level three is a lot more. Well, and it's work. funny because you know, we qualify for everything, you know, but there aren't people. Right. And so, um, so when you say we qualify for everything, 
what does that look like for a severe autism young man what does that look like for resources that would be available if there were people so respite hours right so um through our regional center they determine how many hours the parents need for a break and so every quarter you're given so many hours so we're given i don't even know 20 hours a month um and we haven't used it i don't think ever um and then so why haven't you used that one there's nobody there's nobody that can be a respite provider there's nobody right. that's skilled enough yes. to come in and offer respite even and, though you have it there's nobody to do it and you know like my own kids you know we've talked about that and you know utilizing them but they're like why do i gonna do that you pay me and you pay me better <laughs> than I'm, i would get paid through them um and so as soon as I think I find someone and start the process, then their situation changes and they don't follow through with it. And so respite um, was one service. Then there's there was a high need, I call it high need respite, which is more like behavioral, right? Mm -hmm. It's that next level that's supposed to be able to handle those level three kind of kids. So the skill set of a of a higher level respite worker probably comes with some sort of a behavioral training. Right. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Right. And so qualified for that, you know, 25 hours a week times two, two people for Benjamin. And um, we, I think we lasted two weeks, mm -hmm. went through about four people. Um, and and so that didn't literally they're like what two years now trying to find someone for ben and so then he also uh qualifies for what they call a personal assistant right and that would be in addition to his in-home supportive services person so really he's a two to one mm -hmm. kind of kid in all levels right at school even there was times he was a three to one and so bus aid right all of these things and we just can't utilize them there's just not people with that skill set um yeah so i mean he takes a big dude i that's i need big dudes right you know any <laughs> apply to <laughs> um so it's you know it's really hard he has aba and it has been two people for years and so we're just getting to the point where they're trying to back away from two people because the ihss care provider is there too and so yeah it's just it's a cluster and you know, I always say that our um, our high functioning kiddos are so hard to get services, right? Like right. the severe end, you know, they look at, at our kiddos and like, oh yeah, they're obviously. Right. It's they, a lot easier to see the need. Yes. 
and which are, is so you don't have to fight for the services as much but it takes sorry a level of eyes. skill <laughs> <laughs> yes and and so it it's just it's always so interesting that you know we've got these we've got these these kiddos with completely different ends and I just lost my yeah there's up. and there's still there's still both lacking yes in in being served for different reasons but they're across the board everybody's lacking um so what are your what do you think your future holds so what do you want to happen Ben qualifies for um, residential placement mm. and you know our family is conflicted right one parent believes it's time the other parent doesn't and so that's always it's a very uncomfortable place to be in and so I want to keep him home as long as I can and you know, I have the people to support that. My husband is his, his stepdad is his care provider. And, um, you know, and I have, I have more kids than I really need. So if you're looking for one, <laughs> we're giving away kids. <laughs> um, you know, I have a house full of boys and so they're able to help mom a lot. Um, and then, you know, when, miss holly comes around and he's aggressive we throw her out right. <laughs> so you keep you, her out yeah. of line of um fire so um i really want to keep him home and you know we have a much different situation dad it's really dad mm -hmm. and so he is kind of locked in his own his home to you know when he has benjamin us we take him out right i want to give him the best quality life. quality of life yeah uh -huh. that i can so he loves to go on our boat so we spend a lot of time on the water um we take him places and and i can because of the support ben has his own entourage mm -hmm. and um so i'm gonna ride that as long as i can and yes, every time there's an injury, everybody around me is saying that. How long are you going to be able to sustain? The doctors said, you know, they had mentioned residential years ago. And my doctor, you know, has also <laughs> voiced her opinion. And, you know, this is my son. How can I hand him off to strangers knowing at night he's going to be crying for mommy yeah it's really impossible there's i just i can't imagine and yet there are those families that that is the the only way they can survive right and and so my heart just breaks for those parents to have to come to that understanding that you know, they can't, they can't provide what their kiddos need. And it is like the most beneficial thing they can do for their kid is to put them in a residential placement. I can't imagine 
how they how they feel right? right and and part of me knows that that would give him the structure right that would be so beneficial for him but it's strangers right and i you're so. his mommy <laughs> well and i think it's important for people to talk about these kinds of things because there are people going through this don't have anybody to talk about it with and so knowing that you are not alone and knowing that there's somebody out there that understands what those feelings are i think is super important and there are groups on social media that you can reach out to and and find and and it's terrifying to hear what these families are going through but at the same time to know yeah, there's other people experiencing this too. Right. It It is comforting. And so I would, you know, highly recommend reaching out because our friends don't understand it, right? I have my special needs friends that absolutely get our situation. And then I have my friends that were blessed with, you know, neurotypical kiddos that, that really have no way right of right. understanding and they try right but i get a lot of um i couldn't do what you're doing i get that a lot oh and, right yeah. and i'm like i i don't have a choice you wouldn't have a choice right this is just life yeah <laughs> we're just living life there's nothing special that we're yeah. doing except figuring the it best out. we can yeah that's the only special thing is we just keep trying and doing the best we can i think we'll wrap up this episode. So a couple of things that we'd like to share is number one, everybody's story is a little bit different. So what you hear us talk about is our stories, our but story. just know that everybody has their own version of what's going on in the special needs world. And some people have just a, a much different path to walk and others, um, you know, can find like the support you were talking about, they could find it in, in easier fashions. And so our goal is to share our story to maybe shed light on some of the stories you don't hear quite as much. You can like and follow us. You can give us a five-star review. We really like five-star reviews. Really like them. <laughs> it helps other people find us. Um, you can find us on Facebook now. We have a special kind of chaos podcast fan page. And, and we, we are each other's biggest fans. We so are. When you see us like and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also, if you want to be part of the actual discussions that we have, you can join our Facebook group. And that's a special kind of chaos podcast group. So we like to hear from you guys. If you have topics that you would like for us to touch on, or if you have input, like if you are one of our special needs parents that understand that severe autism side and you can relate to Angel, we want to hear that too. So it helps us to know that we're not alone. And absolutely, we, we like that. Uh, we are also on Instagram now, so you can go and follow Look at us. I know, right? Uh, so you can find us on Instagram at specialkindofchaos.pod. And, let's and I see. want you to be really impressed with the amount of followers we have because we're probably up to what, 10? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if it's 10 yet, but you know, <laughs> everybody starts somewhere. Yeah, we're getting there. And then share. If you think that you 
if you think that somebody out there can would benefit from hearing the topics that we touch on, please share our podcast with them because our goal is really to to build unity and to share our stories so that we can help the people who do feel alone because not everybody feels like they have support right now. So right. yeah. Anyways, I guess we'll end this. Oh, just to give you a little highlight, our next episode. Do you know what our next episode? Do you remember? I do. <laughs> what are we going to touch on? Uh, conservators. It's a very long word that <laughs> I just don't have on a Friday. Conservatorship. There we yes. go. We have conservators. Yes, we will be touching on conservatorship. So stay tuned for that episode. It should be coming next week. Anyways, talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye. Bye.